All right, what's up, everybody? This is the Hit Factor, uh, and this week we have a special guest. Um, well, we have a bald as a pucal pu, bald as a cue ball, Jeff Cawthon. I haven't even hardly been into the bourbon tonight. That's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man, use your words. Use your words. I've been talking to a three-year-old too much, and so words are three-year-old and a nine-month-old, and so words kind of are optional. Uh, but we got we got bald as a cue ball, Jeff. But he's not the special guest. We have Brian from Hunter's HD Gold, uh, which we're super ecstatic to have him on the show. Um, and so Brian has been. I mean, he's come on the scene. When did you start sponsoring matches at USPSA? For USPSA matches, I started sponsoring um, late 2017, and then okay. in 2018 is when I started actually traveling to matches. Okay, and, and since then has probably been one of the most, definitely probably the most active sponsor in USPSA, and probably one of the biggest sponsors in our sport. Um, so, I mean, from us, just thank you for the the sponsorship in the sport and being involved in the sport. Uh, that has been that has been really good. Sasquatch, do you have some do you have some questions queued up? Nope, nothing specific. So my plan was we'd kinda start with his history into getting into eyewear and then more specifically Hunter's HD Gold and then how that morphed into shooting and kind of into where we are today. And as Jeff would like to say, we'll probably find some rabbit holes along yeah, the way to dive into. Yeah, so just like a, a short, just from Jeremy's perspective, who Brian Connolly is. So if you see people walking around at matches, and if you go to almost any match, even local matches, you will see people walking around with yellow lens glasses. Uh, and invariably, that is Hunter's HD Gold. Um, and so that's that's who Brian is. If you didn't know who, if you didn't know what Hunter's HD Gold or who Brian Connolly was, if you didn't know that, uh, then you probably haven't been paying all that much attention, but uh, that's where those from. And they're really, they're really, really cool lens. Um, so yeah. So Brian, how did you get into lenses, lens making of any kind? Well, not by choice. Um, I was been in retail management my entire life since I was um, 21 years old. You know, I've been managing stores from Targets to Best Buys to, you know, Men's Warehouse. I, I've done the the retail circuit, you know, of traveling from retail store to retail store, being um, recruited by um, different companies to come manage their businesses. And it's one of those things where at one point, you know, I was managing Verizon Wireless and then got out of it and went to go work at a state farm agency, whereas, which I was the first time I pretty much told everybody I pretty much sold everything besides cars yeah. and insurance. And um, so I decided to go into insurance sales instead of car sales. So went to State Farm and I stayed there a good year and a half, very happy. And um, I met Sherry, um, my wife now. And then, you know, we were seeing each other and she was in a situation where, hey, we need somebody to come do our marketing, you know, at Optical Prescription Lab. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to don't want to work for you. I want to keep doing my own thing. You do your thing. This is, we kind of got a good thing going here. Don't want to mess this up, you know, being together all the time kind of thing. And um, so, you know, I pushed it off for about six months. And then finally, you know, it was a point where they, the lab, you know, a lot of independent labs throughout the United States were being bought 
by, you know, major lens manufacturers like the, um, well, for, you know, like, you know, Targets and, and Walmarts, they all have these major labs they all send their jobs to. So other manu- lens manufacturers were buying labs up and optical prescription lab was on the bidding block to be bought by one of the major, you know, lens manufacturers in the world. And it got down to about the 11th hour where they had offered um, Sherry a certain amount of money for the lab. And she had pretty much, you know, thought about it, almost ready to sign the paperwork. And she decided, you know, nah, this is really not the right thing to do. And then, you know, the people from the company walked out of the conference room at the lab and then came back in about 15 minutes later and offered her another half a million dollars. And, and that pissed her off so bad. She says, I'll run this place in the ground before I sell it to anybody. And oh, wow. at that point is when, you know, she kind of contacted me and says, all right, we're, we've got to, I, I need now need you here for marketing. We got to make some different changes for, uh, for um, the lab moving forward because we're not going to sell. We're going to stay independent. We're going to keep all our employees that we've had since, you know, not some of them since 1977, if not a little bit later. And we're fixed to move forward and um, go be a very aggressive in our marketing and go after more, you know, doctors. So I did that when I came on board, I learned a little bit about optics and um, worked with one of her sales reps. They've been with the company for over, you know, 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, I got into it, but selling to doctors as a whole was um, not easy to do. Selling to a consumer on a daily basis you're able to give features, benefits, and advantages of all the different, you know, um, accessories and everything else of why you need this, why you need that. And the doctors that owned the practices was 90% of the time not the decision maker. And they were given somebody up front who's an optician that may be very well knowledgeable but they were given the decision-making process about when to change labs. So I got bored, you know, working with somebody who I've been hired to go work with doctors, be able to educate about lens technologies and all this stuff. And I ended up talking to somebody who's making minimum wage and it was just a hard, hard sale to be able to get people to switch over. So I continued what I was doing, went on the same path, but in the meantime, I wanted to find something to do on the weekends because I, I, you know, I never had a, I never had a weekend off until I was forty years old. You know, I, being in retail management, I worked every single weekend. You know, in you know Black Friday back before everything happened. You know, I was at Best Buy at two thirty three o'clock in the morning and and didn't leave till the next day at four or five in the evening. So you know, I, I'm used to working on the weekends. So when people see me all the time on the weekend working. You know, it's like I tell people, my job doesn't suck on the weekends because this is, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now for one. But that's why I'm, I'm used to always work on the weekends. But to get back to it, me and um, two other buddies of mine decided to buy some hunting property. And this was all back during the um, the, the um, presidency before Trump. So things were crazy. People were buying guns and people were wanting to buy land to go, you know, shoot and stuff like that and everything else. And I was kind of in the same thing because I didn't even own a gun until October of 2011. 
And um, that's one of those things where, you know, Sherry's father um, passed away and I inherited about seven guns. So I started, you know, getting some hunting guns and stuff like that back then. And I've never been anti-gun or pro-gun. I just, based on my retail management role that I was in, just one, never was off on the weekends knowing, you know, to be around anything like that. And I didn't know the shooting sports was even a thing back then, of course. Yeah. But, um, so in 2013, um, we bought my hunting property called Triple Forks Hunting. And that's when, you know, I, you know, we bought 200 and almost 300 acres, you know, we bought 240 at first and we added some more since then. So now we've got almost 300 acres of hunting property about two hours from the house. So every Thursday, Friday, I'd take off early and work on Thursday and I was gone. So usually on the weekends, I was out there, you know, learning how to work a tractor, teaching myself how to, you know, to make green fields, how to, you know, put up, you know, stands for shooting stands and shooting houses. I just put myself in a whole different, you know, area I'd never been into before and gave it a hundred percent. Kind of like what I'm doing now with hundred, like what I'm doing now with hundreds HD gold. And being out there and, and learning more about lenses and lens technology and everything else is when I decided to create myself a hunting lens. And that's kind of the name is Hunter's HD Gold because it started off as a hunting lens. Okay. Um, I wanted to make myself something that gave me light 30 minutes before sunrise and 30 minutes after sunset. That was very important because in those hunting hours in the state of Alabama and what I found out in other states as well, Hunting hours are defined 30 minutes before sunrise and 30 minutes after sunset is when you can legally hunt. And that's when the animals are moving the most. And in the morning, there's a lot of haze and a lot of fog. So you got to be able to see through that. And I enjoy stalk hunting as well. So, you know, after about nine or 10 o'clock, if, if I haven't seen any activity in the green fields and I don't mind, you know, getting out of the stand and go walking through the woods and go sit down next to a tree and, and try to go find other areas to go hunt. And that's why I wanted the lens to be able to change with that when I was going outside. So the lenses get darker when I was outside the shooting house to give me that extra light as well to protect. So that's how it all got started from there. And there's a lot of, you know, we went back and forth with lens, with lens colors for a while. And I love it when I hear, you know, you say something like see all the yellow lenses around and I always go, it's gold. Damn it. Anybody can make yellow. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those things, you know, we, we went through almost probably 60 to 70 different variants of um yellow to find the right gold because oh wow it's one of those things when you start talking about colors and what you can do to add one drop of this or one drop of that to change the shades just a little bit changes the entire spectrum of what visible light comes through and then when i was making the lens you know having everything in the lab to play with you know we tried everything you know with this without that um, you know, people ask all the time, you know, are they polarized? And I'm like, no, they're pretty much everything but polarized. But if you need to make it, if I need to make you a good pair of fishing glasses, we make polarized lenses as well. So we can make anything at the lab because on a daily basis, all we're doing at the lab still today is making lenses for independent ophthalmologists and optometrists. So that's one of those things that we have the power to do anything. And another thing that, you know, I wanted to do with Hunter's HD Gold when I started looking at the differences of what people had out there to offer, nobody, everybody was using either plastic or polycarbonate. That's what everybody was using. And 
there's better lens technology out there. And that solution was Trivex. And Trivex is what is what everything that's Hunter's HD Gold is made out of. Is the base material is called Trivex. Um, it's lighter and stronger than plastic or polycarbonate. But here's the difference of one of the main differences that makes Hunter's HD Gold more superior is it allows 43% more light to pass through the lens than polycarbonate does, even being clear with no, with no, nothing added to it at all. So 43% more light coming through the lens was huge to give that extra light in the eyes in early morning and everything else. And then when we added the medical dye, which is the gold color that you, that we're, we're used to today. And then also with the photochromic technology that we used, cause we tried a, a gray based photochromic, and, you know, that's where everybody's always used to photo grays. It's where, you know, from clear to gray, everybody's used to that. Well, there's a, there was a brown base out there that we decided to use because it gave better contrast out to 200 yards. And that was my main goal was to be able to identify antlers out to 200 yards without using binoculars. So if I can identify that contrast in hunting, that's when everything became really cool for that on the hunting side of it. Now I've thrown a lot at you over the past five or six minutes. I can see Jeff is, is, is going back and forth with, with thought process, I'm sure. So you stop me in any moment if you have any questions, cause I can continue on the hunting side of it or go back into where, where it's getting ready to lead into the shooting side of it. But wherever you want to go from there, let me know. Oh, that's pretty Jeff. good, man. I was, yep. I was getting sucked into the story. That was good okay. stuff. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure everybody kind of get everybody get a breather real quick because I'll talk sometimes and won't listen, let myself take a break. So, no, it, so is, what, it is pretty interesting that you you talked about uh, it giving you greater uh, ability to see thirty minutes after dark. Yes, that's <laughs> definitely something I've experienced because I go shoot like once a week after work. Okay. So uh, I go, I go to the range, I shoot, I'm usually picking up brass as the sun's going down and I usually don't take my, my eye pro off until I'm like packed everything up. So it's like, I'll pick up brass and everything and put it all away. And then I'll take my glasses off and I'll be like, damn, it's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, and I'll tell a quick story before we get into more, but I was at a match and it was, um, IDPA um, World Championship back in 2019, and there was one of the days they finished up. You know, I, I had to leave. It's on a Friday, and I wanted to leave because I wanted to go watch my son play in the band because that's back when he was back in the, back in the for his junior year. So I left the range early, but I had about five pairs of demos out, and the on that Friday night there was um, a night where unfortunately. They had to actually pull cars in there at Talladega and finish under headlights. And four of the five demos that I had out sold because they didn't realize how dark it was compared to everybody else not wearing them. So that's one of those things, you know, you know, it it just happened at this last nationals we had where, you know, carry optics, you know, the flashlight nationals just had a stage, of course. So, you know, it's one of those things we actually had people wearing hunters HD gold on that stage that weren't affected as much with that, how dark it did get. So makes a difference. So that was good. But so what happened from there was, is, you know, me talking to my, one of my business partners, Lane, I told him, I said, 
we've got this great hunting property. We, we, you know, we, we're not high fence, so we've got 280 acres, and we're surrounded from the west by 2,000 acres. We're surrounded by the um, east by, by, I think, 1,250 acres, and we're right in the middle of all this hunting property. And people on both sides of us, you know, like to hunt, and everybody tries to, you know, stay six-point or better, which is really good when, you're, you know, everybody's just, you know, not brown, it's down kind of mentality. If you're a hunter, you know what that means. But it's yeah. one of those things where I talked to Lane and I said, man, I know I've met a lot of people throughout my years of um, retail management and, and, and meeting a lot of business leaders at Verizon when I worked there. And of course, at State Farm and other areas I worked, I said, we could, we could really do something with this and probably do a pay per day kind of hunt thing here at Triple Forks Hunting. And so, you know, he says, heck, you know, if that'll help pay for the fee and help pay for some of the, you know, stuff to keep this place running, you know, throughout the year, this, you know, we found that it's pretty expensive to manage that much property and try to keep, you know, because we, we were in a situation where I teamed up with um, some some partners back then at Moultrie and Summit and other, you know, Pragco was a company that owns all those companies here in Alabama, in Birmingham, actually. And we did a lot of testing for, you know, some of their feeders and all kinds of stuff. So I was kind of getting in a little bit to the industry, just didn't realize it just through Pragco and some of the hunting brands that were out there. And um, so we did a lot with that. And we started booking hunts. And that went through 14 and 15. And then in 16, I started building a lake. And we have a lake now, but we wanted to build a lake. And this is a pretty interesting story because there's a gentleman out there on a bulldozer and this is in, um, rural Alabama. You've seen some parts of rural Alabama being at Talladega, but I'm going to take you to another side of the Alabama towards Mississippi side, which is even more rural. And, you know, there's this guy out there on a tractor moving dirt around and I'm out there watching cause I'm just, you know, I want to learn cause it's just like anything else. If I don't know what it is, I want to get into it, learn about it and learning about, you know, the, the how to stock a lake. I'm doing a lot of research because I'm doing all this myself. And he comes up to me and he goes, Brian. I said, yeah. He goes, I need some more of this wasp ray. I'm like, all right, what the hell, you know, what the hell is it? And he shows it to me and he goes, I don't know, but it's, it's made from, it's, it's up there where you're from. I'm like, all right. Cause I'm, I'm in two hours away. I look at it and it says rainbow technologies in Pelham, Alabama. And I said, well, hell, okay. I've never heard of this place, but there's an address on the back of the can. So I'll go get it for you. No big deal to me. So, you know, the next, that's on a, that's on a Saturday or Sunday. It really doesn't matter. But that Monday or Tuesday, I go find, you know, Rainbow Technologies. And that's up in um, about, about three miles from my lab and where, where we're at, where Prescription Lab is. And I walk up to the door, it's locked. I'm like, well, hell. So, it's, you know, then so I hit the buzzer. Somebody buzzes me in. I walk in the door and I'm like, hey, I need to buy some wasp ray. And they look at me like I'm just, you know, lost my mind because I figured out at that point they're not open for retail. And the lady, the nice lady up front goes, um, yeah, I don't know if we can sell this. I'm like, what do you mean you don't? I just want to buy some wasp ray. She goes, well, <laughs> hold on a second. So she went and got the marketing director for Rainbow Technologies. And um, he says, what do you want to do? I said, I just need to buy a case of this, you know, wasp ray. My, my guy running a bulldozer in Millport, Alabama says to come get some. And I'm just, I'm being his helper. I don't care. I need some wasp ray. So they're like, well, 
we don't really sell here, but I could give you, you know, a website to go to and order it. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't care. That's fine with me. And I left it one of my cards. And my cards back then was Triple Forks Hunting, Brian Conley, and CEO of the, of the hunting property. So I left it with them. And, you know, I went and ordered it online and went up my own, went months my way. No big deal. Ordered it straight from Rainbow RainbowTechnologies.net and got it sent to my place of work. And everything was good. Then about, um, I guess about two or three months later, a gentleman calls me from Rainbow Technologies. And lo and behold, you know, it was Larry Joe Staley Jr. And he's, um, own, you know, he's one of the owners of Rainbow Technologies. He saw my card and he goes, I see you got a hunting, you know, he asked me, you know, he heard the story about me coming in there and everything, of course, we, we won't re- revisit that again. But he says, I see you got hunting property. We, I'd like to, like to book a hunt with you. I was like, oh, hell, that worked out. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I booked a hunt with him and um, his nephew. And his brother, one of the other owners of Rainbow Technologies, and I didn't think anything else about it. And I went out there and we met him for the hunt. And we're all in the cabin and everything else. I'm showing him all around and everything. And he noticed this. I had some lenses, you know, made up in some frames at the cabin. You know, just like, you know, you see me when I do demo days traveling around, you see these lenses, you know, in the corner of a Triple Forks Hunting right next to on the table. He goes, what are these? And I said, oh, there's some lenses I've made. I've been, I've been testing them out to see how people like them. I got a couple of game wardens wearing them right now. I'm doing some tests with them. And the reason we got we had game wardens test them because is when I went into hardwoods with 100 HD gold lenses, they gave turkey feathers a weird glow that kind of scared me a little bit. Because you know, turkey feathers had the iridescent color, and the 100 HD gold made that pop. So I called some friends of mine. There were game wardens in the area. I said, hey, I need you to try these and make sure they're legal to hunt with. And um, needless to say, they are. And um, Darren Clifton and a bunch of those guys still wear Hunter's HD Gold today in West Alabama to do their job. So that's a kind of good oh, wow. testimony as well because they can, they can see shadows in the dark to do their job easier before the sun comes up as well. So, um, so that was a great success story. But anyway, Larry sees them. And um, he was very intrigued about him and everything else. And we just started talking a little bit. And he goes, you ever shot, you know, anything competitive before? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I, sh- I do cowboy action shooting, you know, which is now, which is SAS. I'm like, no, I don't know anything about that. So he told me about it. And he told me I get to dress up like a cowboy and all this other stuff. I said, oh, and this happens in Birmingham? So I'm all in. So I've got my, you know, one of my lever actions behind here. I got my two revolvers and a shotgun. And I was, I was going to shoot cowboy action shooting. That's what got all this started was cowboy action shooting. Oh man. And my, and my alias. Don't say that too loud. No, I'm proud of that. Yeah, my, what's, your, what's your alias? That's what we want to know. That, that my alias is Lightbender. <laughs> you like that? So, I like it. I like so, it. So I went with, I went with Larry Joe Steely and I'm shooting cowboy action shooting. Didn't know anything. Didn't know this was all going on. And we're in this about two or three months. I've got my whole outfit and everything else and everything's going great. I'm having a good time, you know, really, you know, I'm just enjoying it. Cause I didn't know anything about, you know, I still don't know anything about what else is going on. So Larry's looking at, you know, I made, I made a couple of pairs of glasses. I guess it was about five or six months into it now at this point, maybe even seven. And, you know, I've made some lenses for some of the shooters there and stuff like that. A lot of older people that were shooting, you know, SAS and I made them prescription, 
you know, Hunter's HD Gold, and that was a huge success. And still, they still use them today. And all of a sudden, he's looking at those damn steel targets going, man, this paint sucks. I'm like going, what do you mean? He goes, you know, Larry Joe Steely, you know, owns Rainbow Technologies and does a lot of chemicals and stuff and everything else. He goes, man, I'm going to come up with a paint for these steel targets. And I, I said, you need to do something with these glasses. I know you've got something going on here with these glasses. We could do something, you know. We, I'm going I'm to do, some, I'm, I'm do something. So I didn't think anything about it. I was like, Larry, whatever, man. I then found out that Larry gets in his own mind sometimes and does his own thing, and that's good. And I didn't see him at, at a couple of SAS events for probably about two months. And all of a sudden, he calls me because I kept going. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And um, so all of a sudden, he calls me up one day. He goes, Brian, you still doing the, the lenses? I haven't seen you in a while. I said, well, you haven't seen me because you ain't becoming any SAS matches. So, yeah, I still got the lenses. What's going on? He goes, I've, I've created a paint for steel target, and it's steel target paint. So needless to say, steel target paint is made by Rainbow Technologies that everybody sees now at all the matches now. And Larry, you know, Larry says, I'm getting ready to put a shooting team together. And I said, shooting team in SAS? He goes, no, no, no. You know, because I thought he was putting a shooting team together in cowboy action shooting, which I had no idea what he was talking about. Like, he's lost his mind. And no, he knows. No, I I went to Mississippi, and, I, you know, I've been shooting this other sport I ain't told you about. I was like, what? And he's talking about Steel Challenge. (laughs) I'm like, what What are you talking about? He goes, look, I'm going to put your logo on the jerseys. We're just going to get these six. I got six people we're going to take care of. I said, logo? I said, I don't even have a name yet. I'm just making lenses. And that's where he goes. He goes, well, I need a name and I need a logo, like within two weeks. I'm like, holy hell. So needless to say, the name, which is pretty simple, Hunters HD Gold, because Hunters, they're hunting lens. HD, because they're made on a high-definition generator, which we haven't talked about yet. But each lens is made one at a time. And the prescription lenses are cut the exact same way the non-prescription are. So that's what they, a lot of people ask all the time, why is the prescription lenses the same price as non-prescription lenses? Well, they're cut the exact same way. We either take a blank that looks about the size of a hockey puck and we either cut the lenses to a prescription or we cut it to a Plano or no prescription. That's what in the optical world, Plano means no prescription. So they're made the exact same way. So that's why, that's why the price is the same. Cause it, it costs me a little bit difference in price for design fees on progressive lenses, which is a no line bifocal type thing, but we've got it priced to the point we don't have to raise the price or lower it based on need this prescription. I just keep it very simple, but let's get back as I digress. Um, and the HD for high definition and gold because the lenses were gold. So there's your name. And when the logo first came out, you know, there's some, I've changed the logo a little bit since then. But when the logo first came out, I was always fascinated by logos that had hidden, hidden meanings in it. Like the FedEx logo with our arrow point to the right, the Tostitos logo with the people are hidden in there with the party chips. I always loved logos that had hidden stuff in it. Well, I made Hunters in HD gold with the H and the D on each on the end of the Hunters and the and the and the D and the gold, and that was great. And I highlighted it with a different color, but forever everybody started just calling it Hunters Gold, or you know you know Hunters you know. So it's one of those things I I, I did too good hiding the H and the D <laughs> for hunting. Yeah, when I mean, Hunters HD gold, but now we. We've pretty much got a lot of people. I still hear it all the time. People call it Hunter's Gold or Hunter's HD, and that's okay as long as they're talking about the brand. I really don't care. But, you know, there was another company out there 
called Hunter's Gold, which is a um, a deer supplement company. And I reached out to them about about buying their website to, to make it Hunter's Gold. And then he wasn't interested. Then he called back like a year or two later and said, I'm ready now and gave me some $30,000 price. And I'm like going, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah. we, we can't, uh, I'm good. You know, and I, don't, I don't even know if they're in business anymore. So, you know, Hunter's HD Gold, we got it and we did the website with it. And I had two weeks to come up with a simple logo and the logo, you know, from the showing the lenses changed from light golden color to a dark golden brown, which told the story of what the lenses do and, you know, and that's how Hunter's HD Gold got started in um, in a little bit of the shooting sports, just with Steel Challenge. And then I went to um, the World Rimfire Match in 2017, which was up in North Alabama, last time it was there. And I met Michael Bain, and I met Brian, the owner of Tandem Cross. And I listened to Michael Bain a little bit on his podcast just because he's one of the only podcasts new to get a little bit of history about the Second Amendment, what was going on in the world, because I was drawing more interest in from only, you know, being a gun owner now and having hunting property. And M- Michael Bain was a hunter and everything else. So he, he drew me in a lot. And then I met Brian um, Hacker, the owner of Tandem Cross. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, y'all go to matches and you do stuff like this. You know, yeah, we would travel around. And I say, well, I need to know a list of some matches to go to, you know, some like that. And I think Brian gave me a list of, of six. Michael Bain, I think, told me about three. And um, from there, it just kind of went nuts where I'm pretty much gone, you know, 35 to 45 weeks out of the year now to tend to matches. So it's just been one of those things. I took their business plan of going to matches. But then my business plan was to do demo days because I've been in the hunting market long enough to know that I've seen a lot of companies come and go. You know, you you go to a World Deer Expo, you go to something up in, you know, another area, whatever you may call it in your area. Everybody has them. They're very regional. And all of a sudden you buy this great product. You're like, oh, this is so cool. And you go back the next year and they're nowhere to be seen. And you can't find the product anymore. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, damn it. You look them up online, they're just gone. And what you had was a branding company that came in and bought the product from whenever they had it made, put their name on it, and sold it. And they're, they're just a branding company, and they got out. And they made their money, they got out, they moved on to something else. So I wanted to do something because I knew bringing in a higher lens technology to the shooters, especially with SAS, when I got started, when I told them the price point was um, $375, you know, that was not very well taken at all in with, with SAS shooters. And the Steel Challenge shooters, you know, when I started doing some of their matches, they, you know, I, I don't think anybody, there's a lot, I went to matches for three months before anybody even started talking to me because they didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't really know what I was doing either besides watching people shoot steel plates. And then when I went to my first USPSA match in 2018, it was a Mississippi Classic. And at that point, I saw people running with guns. And that was a whole nother experience. I didn't know that was even a thing. And that's when I ran into the Dupuy brothers out of Mississippi, Bryce and Blaine Dupuy. And they introduced me to my, my, my one and only true love in the shooting sports of Lu- Luigi Lee. 
<laughs> and Luigi was one of those guys when um, he first, you know, he came by there. And if you know, you know, you, everybody knows Luigi, but he came by there and he put the lenses on and he told me 18 reasons why he didn't like them. And went on to <laughs> and went on to the next stage and kept shooting. And I was fine with that because I wanted all the feedback I could get because that's what I'm doing. You know, to make Hunter's HD Gold the brand like it is, and now with other products we came out with, is because of listening to people like you, uh, listen to what your needs are. That's what you know. This because I don't I, I know about hunting because I learned about hunting, and now I've been learning about shooting through being there at matches and listening to podcasts like I do now but I'm not a shooter in USPSA. So to, to go back to that story real quick about the Mississippi Classic, about about a month later, I got a phone call. I looked at my phone and it had, you know, Florida. And I was getting phone calls from my other, and I'm still taking phone calls on my phone all the time. I don't know. At some point, I got to give that away, but my phone never stops ringing during the day, which I, I like taking all the phone calls. But it's one of those things. I got a phone call from Florida, and it was Luigi. And he was working down at Akai at the time. He goes, I've got my, my mind's a little different. I'd like for you to send me a pair of aviators. Let me, let me try those again. If you don't mind, because he was wearing, um, I think he was wearing some pilas or something that he had. And, um, you know, and I, I, I give people a hard time all the time. Like the, the, um, the people that wear pila and, and they're sponsored by pila. I always, always comb my hair in front of them because I can see my reflection in their, you know, non, non, non AR lenses. So I give, they're all really good friends of mine, but it's one of those things I give my hard time all the time because of that. Uh-huh. But it's one of those things where, you know, he took the time and started wearing them. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's wearing the aviators with the side shields and everything else. And, and then um, my next USPSA match was on um, the nine days of nationals down in um, Frostproof, Florida. And, at this point, I'm, I'm telling Sherry, you know, I'm going to matches and everything else. And she's excited about it because we're, you know, reaching markets we never reached before. Because in 40, in 41 years or 40 years, excuse me, we had never sold directly to the public before. We were a wholesale optical lab that only sold directly to independent ophthalmologists and optometrists. Okay. You could, nobody came to, the OPL doors to, you know, knock on the door and buy lenses. It wasn't done that way. So she was also very opti, you know, optimistic is not the right word, but she was very like, all right, you know, go do what you're going to do. Cause you know, I'm, I'm hard to stop once I get my mindset on something anyway. So she has patience with me when it comes to that. But I told her, I said, I've been told about this match down in Florida. She goes, okay. I said, well, she goes, when are you going? I said, well, I'm going. But I'm going to be gone like for 11 or 12 days. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's called the nine days of nationals. I don't know what it is, but I've been in a situation where I've been told this is going to be a great place to, to meet a lot of the shooters. And it's kind of the nationals like, you know, USPSA nationals. Now, I say that like that because when I didn't know what the USPSA was, when I heard that, and I talked to Larry Joe. I remember him one year in 2017. I went to Shot Show because I went with Triple Forks Hunting, doing some stuff to get some other vendors at the cabin to you know do stuff with at the hunting property. And Larry was there, you know, and saying, "Hey, I need, you need to go meet these guys at USPSA." And I'm thinking, Man, I don't know who's I, these people are way out of my league because I'm thinking United States Practical Shooting Association. So when you see something with the United States. You know, when you don't know, you think it's like an Olympic sport because 
the title alone says the United States Practical Shooting Association. So to me, I was like going, there is no way in the world I can be a part of it. Such as way I am. I don't know what the hell I'm doing still besides selling lenses. And I don't know anything about this at all to get in that. So that's when they said. And and you showed up in Frostproof. I did. I showed up in Frostproof. Sherry gave me the, you know, okay to go do it. I said, this is going to be a lot of money in hotels, but we'll figure it out. And um, she, 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 that's one thing about it. Sherry supported me from, from day one on this. Cause a lot of this is, you know, wouldn't it be part, you know, possible if I didn't have the support of her business and her mom's business that her mom started in 1977. So it's one of those things, you know, I've got a great support, you know, group behind me. But yes, I went to nine days of nationals. I told Sherry before I left, I said, if I can make this, I can go anywhere. So (laughs) that was my attitude going into it was to, to make this happen and did the nine days of nationals. And I was doing some things with, um, I had logos on my tent and stuff like that. And I talked to Jake Martins at the time. And I said, I'd like to use it, you know, the, the steel challenge logo, on the side of my tent. Cause I was real big in steel challenge at that time. Steel challenge was kind of like everybody was, you know, giving me a chance and really embracing what hunters HD gold was doing for them and shooting steel challenge to be able to see the edge of the targets better to be able to see their hits better. And, you know, just a lot of advantages for hunters HD gold and steel challenge. And so I'm talking to Jake about it. He's like, all right, I'll set you up a meeting. And at that time, you know, um, Mike came by the tent and he got, you know, he started talking to me, he goes, so you want to use our, our logo on your tent next year? I was like, yeah, if you don't mind, I'd like to be, you know, use the steel challenge logo and the USPS, you know, logo, if that's what you want me to do. He's like, well, how would you like to be the official eyewear? I'm like, oh no, no, I, I, there's, I, I can't, I can't, you know, there's no way I can afford that. There's no way, you know, there's, I'm seeing banner, I'm seeing stages out there with Rudy project all over it and all these other companies. I'm like, there's a lot of people that have been here a lot longer than me that deserve that more than I do. And, um, he said, they've all had the opportunity and said, no, I was like, Oh, and at that point I basically, you know, did to clap my hands, put my hands up like the dealers do changing dealers. And I said, let's talk. And, um, that's when we got into talks about it and, um, found out that, um, it could be affordable based on me making monthly installments to the United States practical shooting association, not paying all that money up front as one lump sum and went to Sherry about it. Um, and she was like, you know, well, if you, th- if you think this is something to do, I said, well, I don't know a lot about USPSA. We're making a lot of traction. I met a lot of nice people. Um, there's some people that are wearing it. And so, you know, Ben Stoger was wearing it on a post and, you know, everybody's making fun of it, but the way it looks, because the frames look horrible. And, you know, and Sherry goes, well, I've al- Sherry goes, well, I've always hated the damn frames. I said, well, <laughs> you find me. We talked about this. I, I can back up a little bit. When I told her what I was going to do, Sherry's like, well, where's our liability at? I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're going to be around guns and all this other stuff. Where's our liability? I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. So I went back and thought about it. And two days later, I came back to her. and said, I got it figured out. I said, we're going to make all the lenses ANZ rated 2015 at the time. And all the frames we're going to use are all going to be safety frames. She goes, all right. 
get your um, ANC certifications and come back and talk to me. And then after about six months, I got everything certified. And that was not cheap because when you go get something ANSI rated, it's an independent lab that does the testings. But you don't just send off a pair of lenses and go test it. You got to send off, I think it was 32 sets of lenses, 64 lenses total. And they do different tests on each one of the lenses. And then you have to send it with this with this technology, without that technology, with this technology, without that technology. So you can see what passes and what doesn't pass. Because a lot of people asked us, you know, you know, hey, why don't you have an anti-fog situation on there? Well, there's actually an in-house anti-fog process we can do to the lens and then have it where they're anti-fog. However, that was another heating and cooling process on the Trivex and it didn't pass ANSI standards. So that was one of those things we had to leave off, which is why I partnered up with Z clear out of Utah, a guy named Chris Ward's on Chris Ward owns a company and we packaged hunters HD gold with Z clear for, you know, for free because that was the only gap that we had besides what the frames looked like. And Sherry's like, well, go back to what I talked about the story before she goes, I hate the way these frames look. I said, they're safety frames. I said, the minute you find me a sexy safety frame, I'll be glad to use that safety frame. And, you know, we still have problems up today. But saying that is we've done a lot of changes since then, because for a year and a half, I was actually doing tests. Well, people didn't realize it because I go to matches and I give away a pair of custom Hunter's HD Gold at every match. And I would tell people, here's a pair of custom frames to have custom lenses, well, a pair of frames that have custom lenses cut for it. However, it's not a safety frame. The lenses are the same thickness. The lenses are the exact same, but the frame itself may not hold that lens if something impacts your entire face. Does that make sense? The lens is going to do its job, but if the if the lens holder is not ANSI rated Z87 plus one or Z87 plus two, then I can't put the ANSI markings on the actual lens itself, which means it's safety glasses that you can use, safety lenses that you can use in a factory anywhere else. So for a year and a half, we were giving away custom Hunter's HD Gold frames and lenses at matches. And I was testing it because I had a lot of people out there wearing it to see what this looked like with people wearing it and see if the lens was going to pop out or any problems with it or anything else. And then in 2020, we rolled out Hunter's HD Gold Custom, which meant you can set your own frame in as long as it had the, you know, I can't do the single face shield. So as long as it had two separate lenses, we could actually do the lenses for your personal frames. And that's been a huge success. And then um, we've got frame companies now that have seen how the growth of the market and what we're doing is. And we've got a lot of frames that are even being planned for the future that are a lot more attractive than the normal safety frames that everybody's seen. And in just July of last year, we rolled out um, on July 4th, we rolled out the Hunter's HD Gold Magnum, which has an Oakley look style frame in the front, kind of like what I'm wearing, and but with built in side shields on the side. So, and that's that was a big advancement in the way the frames look. And we also came out with some other things as well that a lot of people, you know, but for a long time, we were known as the, you know, this guy's selling ugly frames, but people are, for some reason, you know, 
I realize that there's a lot of great frame companies out there, a lot of great frame companies, but there's nobody out there that's truly in the lens business like I'm in. And that's where the gap was at in the shooting sports. And that's what's made me so successful today to date because one, when we came out with Hunter's HD Ruby in 2021, it was because of the shotgunners who were saying, we need this, we need that, we need this. And then it was also looking to the West or or looking to the East early in the morning at Frostproof for being there for two years of my life, being able to experience that. Because I took lenses there um, for two years prior to Hunter's HD Ruby being released, testing stuff behind the scenes. Nobody knew what I was doing. I get up in the morning. You know, I did a lot of filming. Then I was doing a lot of fa- I was doing a lot of Facebook lives, and everything else. People to watch the match. But when there wasn't stuff going on that over that berm, I'm looking. I'm taking lenses, going, "No nope, shit, throw that away, throw that away." You know, just like, a lot of R and D was happening behind the scenes at nationals and a lot of things going on down at Frostproof. So it's one of those things where I truly listen to shooters, and if somebody says, "I like this, I like that, but I need this." Well, if you have a specific reason why, I can make that for you. It's just one of those things I may not advertise and sell to the masses, but I make you know, I make some stuff for people down in South Florida that other people across the United States don't have because they're in a different situation with their lighting down there in Key West and in, in at Homestead and everything else down there. You know, at the ranges, they have different lighting conditions compared to anywhere else found in the United States. So there's different things I can make for them that I don't advertise. But when somebody comes to me with a need or when they do demo days, it's very important. I always tell people all the time, hey, go try these. You've, you've heard me say it. I said that to y'all. Go try them out. Tell me what you like about them. But also what you don't like, I need to know as well. That's important to me. Not, It's not going to hurt my feelings. I, I, I came here being told no for a long time. But I want to know the whys of what you don't like about it. It's actually more important to me now than ever. So I can see what can be done to change it to what's going to be next for the brand of Hunter's HD Go. Because the reason I say it that way is we've got a branding now that we're moving into Hunter's HD Gold, Hunter's HD Ruby. Who knows what else is in the future? But we're, we're doing a lifestyle branding of what is in it for your lifestyle. What is your lifestyle that you need this lens for? And that's what we're trying to move forward into with 2022 right around the corner. So what is the, what, like what would cause a person to want to try the Ruby versus the, the gold lens? What are they going to get differently out of those two different colors? Ruby came to my attention in the middle of 2018. And what happened was I went to my first shotgun match and it was the Aguila cup in, in Decatur, Texas. And a lot of guys came by wearing Pilas and, um, and other uh, Rangers and other, you know, decos and a lot of other stuff that shotgunners have been using for a long time. And they said, man, I love this gold. I like what it's doing. But if you came up with a, uh, a, a rose color, or if you came up with a purple color, you know, this is what we use as shotgunners. And, and those companies have done a great job with their marketing to make people think, that's what they need for those types of days in changing lenses in types of weather. So I dug in a little bit deeper for about seven months looking at UV spectrum and trying to understand what those colors were actually doing on the UV scale of blocking certain lights 
during certain times and not just the color. So I actually was able to design with another medical dye that just came out in the um, in April of 2020, right in the middle of um, the pandemic, um, gave us the option to go from a light ruby color to a dark royal ruby color, really dark, which gave the same effects of shooting purple on cloudy days and then rose on sunny days. So for the shotgunners, it gave a solution. And also in the early mornings at Frostproof, I said, hey, this makes a difference. I think I have a Frostproof lens now. This is a good thing. So I was happy about it. Um, I had no idea that the carry optic shooters were going to go nuts about it. And this is what's happened to answer your question, Jeremy. Um, if you shoot red fiber or you shoot a red optic, it enhances it even more. Okay. And people actually have had to turn down their red dot and it makes your fiber glow. Now, well, it's, it's caused a lot of confusion because it is not a replacement for Hunter's HD Gold. Because the uh, reason I want to tell you is there's a lot of reasons the Hunter's HD Ruby is not for, but it is another option that we have to use for the branding, okay? Because what it's not good for is driving at night, which you can do with Hunter's HD Gold. It's not good for being behind the computer, but like Hunter's HD Gold, the block blue light. It's not good in low light situations. There's a lot of things it's not good for. However, if you're staring at the sky all day or you're in Texas, Oklahoma, in West Texas, um, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, a lot of different shooting with the lights different because it's so bright because there's no trees around a lot. Then this makes a huge difference for your carry optics because it makes that okay. optic pop. I mean, really pop. And I didn't know it was going to happen as wonderful as it did. Because I have people come to me all the time going, hey, what about the green dot? I'm like, no, <laughs> it, it, it mutes green. It mutes it a lot. So I have to come out with Hunter's HD Emerald for that, which we haven't. That's not going to, we're not coming out with that. But it's what <laughs> I say. I made, I made fun about it because if I have enough people that came to me that wanted an emerald color, then I would investigate that more to bring out the green fiber and the green um, optic. But it's just one of those things that, I've had, I think, probably less than 20 people ask me. And I've played with it a little bit, but um, on the medical dye side of it, there's not a lot of stuff out there that I can find. It don't mean I don't need to make a couple of phone calls, but just to be honest with you, I haven't had a lot of time to proceed to see what's out there with it or not. So, But, you know, it's one of those things, again, I've got people down in Florida that use a green fiber and a green optic, and the Hunter's HD Gold makes that pop extremely well. For that so it works great like it is ruby's not your answer for that so i can tell you more things ruby's not for than i can tell you hunter's hd gold is good for everything it's an everyday lens you can wear every day you can wear it driving when it's raining driving wear it at night and the the, the medical dye we use actually blocks melatonin from being created in your eyes so you don't get sleepy like you normally would. And when I, when I take them off at the end of the night, all that melatonin builds up and I fall asleep a lot easier. And I learned, I didn't know that when I came up with it, I just wanted to have a dye 
that was $48 instead of $6 for the bottle. So I could say, I truly have something different that you just can't go to, you know, your normal guy over here with a, with a finishing lab and get some stuff made for you and, and call it what you want to call it. I wanted something that was specifically had a use to justify where we're at on our price point. And I'll address that again on price point because everybody goes, you know, $300 is map pricing and for prescription is 375. So normally it's 375 with or without a prescription. And, you know, and certain retailers out there sell at map, which is fine because I'm very strict about map. And we've actually, um, we've actually done away with some authorized retailers that have actually sold it below that because I'm very strict about that. Um, But I wanted to price it the same price as a high-end Maui Gym or a high-end Costa Damar. And let me tell you why. Those two lens companies already have the fishing market taken care of, right? If you go fishing, if you're in that area of that world, that market is dominated by Maui Gyms and Costa. So I wanted to get something around the same price point because that way – I can justify my price point because I've got seven advantages in that lens <laughs> compared to one advantage, <laughs> one advantage in their lens <laughs> that is all there are is polarized, you know, yeah. and, and, and some of the stuff that Maui Jim makes is glass and stuff like that, which is the most superior optics to be able to, to have looking through. But in the shooting world, we don't want glass anywhere around our, our eyes because that stuff shatters if it does have a problem. So yeah. when I see when I see people wearing Costas or Maui gems at a shooting range, and I'll ask them, "Hey, is that you know is that the glass or the or the, or the polycarbonate?" And they'll look at me and go, "I've had I had them say both." I'm like, if "They say glass." I'm like, "Hey, be careful, man, because if that stuff if you get hit with a frag, um, you know I don't care if you buy hundreds HD gold or not, but if you get hit with a frag, that's going to do damage to your eye because that stuff's going to blow apart." like a bomb yeah, and you don't want it anywhere around your eyes. So it's one of those things where when I travel and I'm doing demo days, like I do, it's all about the education of lenses because like I said before, there's a lot of great frame companies out there, but I'm not in the frame business. I don't, I don't, I'm already, I've already had problems with frame companies because a frame company had come to me and say, Hey, we got this great frame. It's a safety frame. Good. I start using it. All of a sudden, three months later, they can't meet my demand and they say it's on back order. And I got to freak out and take it off the website. So that's not how I want to run a business. I want, I want frames that are out there for people that want to use them. I've tried, to, I've tried to discontinue some frames. And the caliber, you know, is still that is, caliber and velocity are still one of our top selling frames. And it's been around since the very beginning. So I've, ha- I've had to adjust the aviator some because the aviator company, that one company, they're completely gone. And then. I had to change it up again when COVID happened with another company. So I've made changes, but an aviator look is pretty much an aviator look. It's all about the same. So there wasn't much difference there. But when it comes to other true safety frames, I'm very particular. And, you know, I, I would look at you and go, I need this amount of frames. Are you going to buy them all now? Oh, hell no. I'm going to buy them as I need them. But you never have that. You got to have that much in stock for me. You know, I can't. We're still a mom and pop business. I just can't go write a purchase order for, you know, 20 grand and sit on frames. I just can't do that. Right. It's, not my, it's yeah. not, my, not in my business model because I could do that with lenses because I know I've got lenses that if Hunter's HD Gold needs these blanks, that's great. But if, if Hunter's HD Gold doesn't sell these blanks, then I know Optical Prescription Lab can still use these blanks. If I buy yeah. 20 grand in frames, then 
by God, you you you're you got to you got it now. You got nothing you can do with them. You got to sell them because you can't sell them back to them. So I buy frames yeah. as I I buy frames as I need them. Now I give them commitments, and I stick to my commitments because I'm a, a man of my word like that. But it's one of those things they have to warehouse it for me. And that's just part of the process. So they're I'm in it for the long term, and they got to realize that they're going to be in it for the long term as well. Because everybody likes to get that sale and have everything happen at the end of the month or even the end of the year. But I'm here for the long term, and I still buy from. Them. I'm very loyal like that. So yeah. But that's that's kind of how it all got you know got going with Hunters HD Ruby. It's just listening to people like you and listening to the shotgunners. And that kind of made the market for that. And um, I went to Odessa, Texas for Dragon's Cup um, this year. And I had Ruby with me for the first time. I think I had 16 or 17 pair with me. And I sold out because in Odessa, Texas, there's nothing out there but sun. (laughs) And, 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 and And a lot of the guys out there were open shooters. And um and Marco and and Trevor and a bunch of those guys and 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 the word spread and I just I was out I just sold out of them I was like oh I didn't see this happening none of these guys shotgunners and um and and I haven't even had time to even go touch the shotgun market yet we did some advertising with um Shooting USA we do some advertising with um the Scholastic Action Shooting Program so we're doing some things to reach the shotgunners and what we found out so far as well is the shotgunners, I may not have to attend matches. I'm going to at some point. But <coughs> shotgunners are very, you know, if somebody goes and buys a $40,000 shotgun and all of a sudden they, they go from 89 to 92, uh, their buddy's going to go buy a $40,000 shotgun. Whole nother market. So once I start getting people in the shotgun market wearing Hunter's HD Ruby, the word's going to start spreading. I'm, I'm not trying to get rich quick. So I'm in this for the long term. So the day that you get tired of seeing my face at matches, I'll put my head down and I'll go see see the shotgun matches. So I got plan B. <laughs> but you'll get, you'll get sick of us long before we get sick well, of you. No, sure. I, I, I mean I, I want to go into that for a second because you know I won't get sick of y'all because you know Dustin Sanchez, who is now my marketing um, director and, and and director of video and everything else, is doing for me. I just I got a hold of him in October, and he goes, "You need to do a podcast." I'm like, what? I don't have time. No, I'm way, way too busy. So we went on a project back this summer, not this summer, late, late fall, excuse me, right before October. And he traveled with me for two weeks. And we went to Area 3 um, Steel Challenge Championship up there at Jared's home range. Then we went to Arkansas with a with, – That you didn't even tell me you were in town for, by the way. Um I know. I did. I, I, <laughs> yes, I didn't realize CZ was so close. I, I would have done a tour in a heartbeat, but I'm I'm probably coming back next year if, if Ben or anybody puts the match on there. I want to come back. But it's one of those things where I was there, and I went to Arkansas with a shooter, and then we followed him to the two-gun championship um, by the name of Grant Kunkel. We are doing, we doing some video work with him and some other things that's going to release later this year, which is almost over. Dustin needs to make this happen. But anyway, um, <laughs> he traveled with me. He goes, you've got time to do a podcast. I said, how? He goes, when people are out there shooting, you've got downtime. So there's people walking all around. You now, he goes, you've got time. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, Dustin. You know, I don't know what this means. He goes, look, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a grocery list of stuff to buy. And I just want you to go have conversations with people. And, you you know enough people 
and you built enough trust with people that you can go in there and ask some questions that may other people may not be able to ask and see if you can find out what's really going on behind the behind the behind the lens we call it but behind the behind the the curtain sometimes to be able to see what's going on with hunters hd gold and what's going on with the shooting sports and people like you and the the, the hit factor podcast um i was begging for you to have more episodes because you're where I got my content from. When I hear you complaining about something about the sport, that's what took me to some of these guys going, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I'm hearing Jeff and Jeremy and, and everybody's Jared going, you know, we got to do this, got to do that. This sucks. That sucks. So I go, I, I, I start asking these questions and it's just been, a, it's been a lot of fun to be able to do that because I don't have, I've got skin in the game. But I've got enough skin in the game to know that I'm going to ask a question. You don't have to answer it, and I, you know, but I'm going to ask it. And I tell everybody before we start the interview process, I like to call it more of a conversation because I don't have a list of questions. And I just start talking, and if I hear something, I'm like going, huh, wait a minute. Tell me more about that. And, and I watch them move around a little bit, which means I got them uncomfortable. And I, I, do, I, I, I enjoy that because that's why I, do my, I don't do podcasts over the phone. I do them in person. In the, in, the, in the Magical Mystery Tour in the van. I got a whole studio set up because I want, I've, I've had communication face to face for 25 years as a retail manager, having to diffuse people cussing me out because of, an, of, a, of, a, of a minimum wage person that made them, made their day worse, or somebody because of policy this or a policy that. I've learned how to read people throughout those years. So I can tell when they're excited about something or I can tell when they're not really excited about something, which means I can touch it a little bit, but I know when to get off of it as well, because I, I, cause it's not, it's not live when we, re- we record it, but I tell them, I said, if we go down a path that is something that's really like, Oh my God, we should never went here. Then we'll, we'll get it edited out. And I've only had to do that once with um, one person, but it, it was on a level of, part of a situation going down a path of a military type thing that we could not really go into. So it's, you know, I, I want to have conversations that are real and I want to, I'll, I'll, I'm learning more about that person just like the listeners are. So that, that's, what's kind of cool to me. And Dustin has done a great job with all the editing that he does behind the scenes. And I got to hand it to him. He's, he's now wanting to add video for 2022 and that's just got me anxious all over again. So I don't like, being uncomfortable when I don't know how things are going to work out. That's just my, my nature, but I get through it. So it's yeah. part of it. So, but it's, you know, I, I told Justin, I said, who wants to sit there and look at just two people talk to each other? He goes, people want to see that. I'm like going, all right, I don't care. Cause I'm listening to podcasts all the time, driving from here to California or New York or anywhere in between. I'm not watching anybody. I'm just listening, watching the road. So that's kind of getting out of my comfort zone because I don't experience watching people when I listen, you know, when I, I remember the first time I met, you know, Jeremy and Jeff, I'm like going, Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I told Jared, I remember I said, I said, where's the other guys coming in here? And they're, they're right here. I'm like, Oh, hell, I, I didn't know what you looked like. <laughs> Cause I'd never seen you at a match before. So I didn't know. And I heard your voice. Yeah. I, I heard your voice. I'm like, Oh, that's your, okay. I know Jeremy. <laughs> I remember yeah. your voice. Yeah. And Jeff, I'm like going, well, dang, 
Jared makes fun of him, but he's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. He could beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know, you have all these preconceptions in your mind just hearing a voice. And I love you- that that's everybody's preconception of Jeff is he's this tiny little leprechaun, bald <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> exactly. I just had no idea. It's one of those things. So when you, I'm like going, well, I'm, I wouldn't make fun of Jeff like that. He kind of looks like he don't really take any shit from anybody, but that's how he, he puts himself off in person. But so to just be able to see somebody or excuse me, just be able to hear somebody, you know, I was intrigued just by the, 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 not the visual part of it. So to bring that as another factor, I think we're going to try to do that a little bit in 2022 and see what happens. Cause we're doing two episodes right now uh, behind the lens, just trying to catch up. Cause all of a sudden I had, I've had people contacting me, when I go to matches and say, Hey, I'm going to be up in that area. Would you like to, can I be on your podcast? I'm like going, uh, sure. I, I guess <laughs> if you, if you've got a story, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, what's the worst that can happen. It just don't release. <laughs> so, you know, that's no big deal. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing anything while everybody's shooting. So if you've got time to talk, we'll talk. And, um, and it, it's gave me the chance to get inside, you know, some of the match directors heads. What were you thinking? You know, why would you why would you do that? And what gave you that idea to even do that? So it's been it's been interesting. And it's also given me some time to follow up with the Jakes and the Troys of the world to be able to, you know, to get more questions answered and get a little bit more Mm -hmm. in detail about it um, that people have really enjoyed that. um, You know, I've 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 had my you know, me and Jake are, 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 are close because he helped me become the official eyewear of USPSA, but me and Jake, we bicker back and forth a lot more than you think because I like to do certain things and they have a certain plan. And I'm, I'm not usually one of those guys that like to do things by the book. I usually like try to rewrite things my own way because it's my vision. That's how I made Hunter's HD gold. It wasn't because somebody said, you need to be doing this. You need to be over here and this is what you're going to do. And that's not me now. I, I kind of, I want to say, well, I'm, I'm going to go in there with all the respect in the world and ask, but if you say no, I do want to know why, because it's not just going to be, I'm not just knowing walk away. I want to know why I want to know the whys. And I think the listeners want to know the whys as well. And that's, what's made it so much fun to be able to do what I do because, you know, certain people I talk to, you know, I've had the joy of having conversations with some of the people I've talked to. And it's the first time I even haven't sat down with them. Most of the time I see a lot of shooters and it's just, Hey, have a good match. You know, have, have a good day, you know, shoot strong, stay strong. And that's all I get to talk to them. And now I've actually had to sit down with these people sometimes for the very first time besides have a great match and, you know, tell me about you. Cause I don't know a damn thing besides what the internet tells me. And we'll go through that later. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. been kind of cool to be able to, you know, really meet people and learn more about because as, as many things that social media makes us think that we're not alike and that we are so opposite ends of the spectrum, when it really boils down to it, when you get to know somebody and learn about it, it, there's a lot of connections that you can really make with people if you just give you a chance. You may not agree. We definitely don't agree right now with a lot of things that are happening. But we've got to understand where people are coming from so we can try to, you know, help bridge that gap a little bit stronger than being so, you know, negative like we are all the time. And I say we because we've all been involved in it, you know, even myself at some points trying to prove a point and just going too far. So I've made my mistakes as well. So, but, but that's kind of everything, how it's been going so far. And 2022 
every year there's always been something new that rolls out. So we've, we've got something planned around the corner, which is going to happen in just a couple of days after this releases. So there'll be a lot of stuff happening for 2022 and, and beyond with with Dustin and my and new directions. He's taking me in with the lifestyle brand. Pretty excited about that. So a lot of exciting awesome. stuff. Okay, I got I got two questions. Okay. One, you are drinking I can only assume it's bourbon out of a proper Glen Cairn, uh, which I, I This is a bottle that I opened tonight just for this podcast, because I know y'all always talking about your um your bourbons or whiskeys. This is actually a H Der- Derringer bourbon whiskey that is distilled in Indiana. And the top okay. is actually a Derringer. That's awesome. <laughs> How cool is that? That's one of the coolest that's one of the coolest bottles I've ever seen. So I need one of those bottles. <laughs> so this I, Jared, when it, when the bottle's empty, I'll be it, it may we may be both about ten years from now, but I don't drink that much. <laughs> but yeah. I may have to we may you may have to come carry optics nationals. And we'll have to yeah. have that at Carry Optics Nationals. When you come there for a four-day match in 2022 <laughs> in the wonderful state of Alabama. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually, I actually cannot functionally shoot Carry Optics. I no longer have Carry Optics slides. You, they are gone. You got rid of it completely? Oh, yeah. Look, here's the dots off of them. See? Holy cow. Look at that. Now to be on USPSA trading website next. <laughs> no, I'll keep those. Yeah, send are them you, my way, Jared. Send them over here. Are you? You're actually done with carry optics, Jared? Like you're not going to shoot it no more? I, I made down the road, but uh, those slides were still work property, so I took them back to work. Is that? Are you? Are you going to still come with CZ and set up though at the tent though? Right. I I don't know. That's far enough out. I don't know if we'll have a tent there or not. Oh, I know you're going to be there. He'll be there. Hopkins, Hopkins, I don't know. Shoot, Hopkins will be higher up. You'll have to step in and do some stuff when he's out public politicking and everything else. You have to, you have to step up. It's time for you to step I, I, up, Jared. <laughs> I also changed job roles slightly a, a couple. Uh, well, right at right before nationals, I changed, and I've been traveling like crazy. I was actually looking at my calendar earlier today, and by the end of February, I'll have been I'll have flown somewhere five times by the end of February at the beginning of next year. Well. I hear excuses, but well, I'm sure we'll see you soon. <laughs> I thank you for calling him out, Brian. Okay, my other question. That's all he ever has is excuses. That's all he. That's just. That's all he's got. Uh, okay, my other question is: is I would assume because my like first time I saw Hunter's HD Gold, it's like, okay, those lenses just look really bright, and mm-hmm. I knew, and you spoke to him how how great they are, like hunting. Yes. Before daylight, uh, after the sun's gone down, helping to collect more light so that you can see better. Yes. Um, so what about the people who look at them and they're used to saying, okay, if I'm going to have a lens for a bright day, it does need to be like a photo, like a, it, need, it needs to be opaque, like the, where you couldn't see your eyes through it or anything like right. that. So what do you say to like, why does the Hunter's HD Gold work? That's, that's why I tell people to do demo days because you have to wear them to experience it. Because when you first put them on, and if you come to me at 11 o'clock in the afternoon on a lunch break and you've been wearing black polarized lenses all day and you put them on, oh, hell no. They're going to be too bright because your eyes and the muscle in your eye have already adapted to that kind of brightness being blocked. Okay, So if you come to me at a point and demo them 
when your eyes had not already been trained to be, because your eyes are muscle. And if you're working out your muscle for three hours straight, and all of a sudden you take a break for lunch and put something different on, that eye muscle works the same way as the, as the rest of your body would. It's going to freak out and spaz. So what you want to do is give yourself time. Because when you first put them on, they're going to be brighter. That's normal. When you first put them on, you're going to see a yellowish green hue. And that is normal. But with the medical dye, after about six to seven minutes, that yellowish green goes away. And it all becomes clear contrast. And I can't explain it why, because I'm not a doctor, but it works every time. People, After you wear them for a while, you don't notice it anymore. And people will be shooting at two o'clock in the afternoon and somebody will go, man, look, I, 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 one reason I do, there's, let me back up. Cause there's a reason why I do, I love going Facebook live. One, I'm out there with the shooters and everything else. Plus I'm giving content back to people and three, I'm bored sitting at the tent. So it's time for me to get out there. But when I'm out there, I'm also listening. Now I'm not in sales mode when I am going Facebook live. Now, I've, I've, I have had people come to me when they're not up next and shooting and ask me a lot of questions. And I'm more than welcome to do that. But I am not there to interfere with your match. I know when to talk to somebody and I know when to walk away when somebody's, you know, too, too, too up before they're getting ready to shoot. I understand that much about it. I'm not there to disturb and sell anybody when in that situation. But a lot of people that have come to me. When I'm when they're up there and and shooting at a match and they're not engaged with what's going on, they'll talk to me. And I found out I've, I've made a lot of sales that way with not the intentions of making sales, but just being there recording or doing something else for the shooters that are there. That's wonderful. But what I'm saying that is is because I'll see people and they go, "Man, I like these, but I just don't." Are they dark? And I'll say, "Well, I say turn away from this way from the range and take them off and look at them." I said, "Are they dark as yours?" And that I'm wearing them. They can't believe how dark mine are. And they don't realize theirs are just as dark because the Hunter's HD Gold lens is blocking 100% of unhealthy light. So it's going to be brighter, but you're not going to be squinting. That's important. Okay. When you're squinting yeah. all day, that's what causes you to have headaches. That's what causes you to have fatigue. That's the problem with wearing eyewear that doesn't have the UV protection and everything else. Hunter's HD Gold blocks 100% UVA, UVB, and 100% blue light. There's actually a video on our on our um, Facebook page and website that shows the testing we did in the lab that it, it's done. And we actually used other tinted lenses showing how it still allows light to come through, UV light to come through. But we're working on something next because the other companies out there have done this great job again in marketing talking about how much visible light is going through. Like like in the shotgun world especially, well, is that 37% or 42% or 16%, all these percentages? I'm going, what the hell are you talking about? I'm, I'm, in, the, <laughs> I'm in a UV world. I'm not in a visible light world. So I took myself yeah. into the visible light world and found, and there's a reasons why when I talk, when I first got asked this question, I started doing research about, because they asked me, what's the percentage of light it's letting through? I'm like, hell, I don't know. So I started doing research. Well, the photochromic companies out there don't release that. And I figured out why, because I actually bought some new machinery to measure visible light that we're going to be releasing in 2022 to help explain this even more. The, the variable UV 
is what caused, well, UV is what causes a photochromic lens to change, right? So UV light that is very bright can make the lens get extremely dark. That's what causes it to happen. Not visible light, UV light. Reflective light off the ground, reflective UV off a white tent, reflective UV off of even a, even a target where it has reflective UV off a no-shoot. So you're in a situation where there's so many different things that impact UV. So we've got a thing I'm working with now so I can get the numbers down right. But we took a UV light that we have, put it on this machine, measured visible light. And as soon as I took the UV off of it, the lenses, you're, this is going to be a very cool video. I'm, I'm letting something release now that people won't find out about until 2022. But immediately it goes from a percentage of this number. And as soon as I turn the UV light off and the lens is still dark, but the percentage is automatically going down immediately. That's how fast these lenses work. So it's a percentage that can range from here to like from five to 55, just to give you an example, and it's at 55 or it's at 5% letting light through it, maximum UV. And all of a sudden, as soon as you take the light away, it goes six, seven, eight. You actually see the number counting up. It's crazy how, how fast it changes, which is why I found out the photochromic companies don't release that information about visible light because it it's, it's depends on your environment. If your visible yeah. light in Oklahoma is going to be different than visible light in Kansas and invisible in, 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 in Alabama, and especially down in Florida when you're all, when you got reflective stuff off water and everything else with no trees. So we're going to try to help get into the visible light spectrum a little bit to answer your question. Again, it's based on you not squinting when you're wearing the lens. Yes, they're going to be brighter, but you're not going to be squinting. There's no unhealthy light getting to your eyes. So that's going to be a situation where, yes, it's going to be broader, but at the end of the day, you're not going to have any eye fatigue. You're not going to be having headaches. And you're going to have the same consistent light throughout the day. It's just like, um, you know, Steve Anderson said it better than anybody else, and he says it all the time when he's talking about the product, is there's so many variables you can't control when you're shooting. But with Hunter's HD Gold, you can finally control the light that comes to your eyes. Because when you first put it on the first thing in the morning, through the end of the day, your light never changes of what you see throughout the day. A lot of times we've talked, that's one thing I mentioned to you, is that one thing I like is that everything always looks the same. Mm -hmm. That's why I haven't messed with the rubies or anything. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm shooting my indoor match, my outdoor match, or in Alabama, it just looks the same. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I picked a setup off a prize table. Everybody knows I'm cheap ass. I, I'm like as cheap as possible, right? Like, up until I picked up those glasses, I would buy a 12 pack of safety glasses off of eBay for $12. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I shot in for the first three, four years of my shooting career. Right. And then right. I, I walked to prize table. I saw the glasses. I was like, you know what? Let's try these. So I picked them up and yeah, freaking awesome, dude. And it's just like just like Jared said, it's like it doesn't change. It doesn't change all day. And when it goes overcast, like you can still see just fine. And when it's getting dark at the end of your practice, and you're picking up your brass, you can still see. Yeah, and that and that what you say, you know, they change so you don't have to. Our tagline, I went to the Atlanta NRA show trying to find um, ideas 
her different taglines of everything else, looking for a brand. This was back in 2000. This is back in 18, trying to find the tagline of something to use for Hunter's HD Gold. And I'm driving home on I-20 that everybody, you know, came across going to Talladega from Atlanta. And I'm talking to Sherry on the phone. I'm, I'm throwing all these taglines out to her and everything else. And she takes a deep breath and goes, hmm, they changed so you don't have to. I was like, hmm, I'll be damned. That's why she owns the company. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm stressed out for like three hours trying to find a tagline and she comes up with it in, you know, all of 30 seconds when I give her the ideas I had. So, you know, it's, it's very important to, you know, listen to other people. Like I listen to shooters, you know, Sherry doesn't get, you know, she doesn't know a lot about the shooting sport. She knows more now than she cares to know about, but yeah. she'll, she'll hear me. She'll hear me say things every once in a while. And she still throws out great ideas today, you know, just to, that make changes that not everybody may know about. It's just one of those things. you got to listen to people around you constantly. Otherwise, you can be in that bubble, you know, that you just don't, you know, don't improve and don't change. So, Man, I love that the way you do your podcast, man. Just like on the road, hitting people up. That is sweet. Well, that you like when you see Dustin Sanchez next time, you know, definitely tell him it's his idea. So I, I thank you for telling me that, and um, he'll be um hopefully listening to this as well, so he'll hear some of that feedback as well because it's 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 neat because um I truly do love the shooting sports. You know, you see me out there all the time. You know, I'm I'm Facebook Live on on a stage at nationals, and you know, I was there for the for the popper crisis that happened. At, at nationals when, 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 when it, when it happened, when it didn't go down for JJ and I'm sitting there live and it, and it went down for Jared, who was the next shooter. You know, I was there for all that live for the world to see and um, to be a part of that. And even when the, um, the ROs are trying to make a call of the perfect double. And um, I, I zoom that camera in there as close as I get. Let's see what the hell they're looking at because, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I enjoy that side of it too, because I'm not going to disrespect you know, anybody's position or where they're at. Cause I'm an RO as well. I, t- I want I took the course. So two reasons, one, I could learn where not to be at when people are shooting and learn more about the sport. But two, I knew I was going live a lot and a lot of the ROs know I'm certified as well. So they don't have to worry about me trying to be in the way because, you know, I've, I've gone past the line. Sometimes they don't allow other people that are recording to go past, but the ROs all know who I am. So they know I'm going to be in a safe area to be able to get that footage to everybody. So I'm going to try to get a lot more of that done in 2022 as well. Cause people really enjoy it when I go live like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that content's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I mean, as far as the podcast, you're, you're in somewhat of a unique position to, because I don't know anybody that travels to as many matches as you do yeah. uh, to every part of the country, uh, and so you are in a unique position to be able to to do that and and be able to s- sit down face to face with so many different people. Um, so that's I mean that's really cool that you're able to do that and and your van that you have now to drive around. I'm just jealous of it because it's just <laughs> like it's awesome. Uh, well, uh- well, Jeff, there's no doubt in my mind you'd be putting a damn air mattress in the back of it getting sleep. I've heard your hotel stories, man. <laughs> oh, I, oh, man, he would. Yeah. Don't be surprised we ask you if he can stand at the next That's match. right. We'll be, I'll be in a match. The, the, the van's parked at the, at the Hampton Inn, and all of a sudden Jeff's in the back of sleep. It'll be all right. 
<laughs> yeah, make sure you lock that sucker up at night because he'll find his way into it if he can. Dude, I could save so much money. <laughs> that's awesome. But no, that's that's why I really I enjoy doing. I've had a lot of people reach out to me wanting to do the podcast that um that would have to be done by phone, and I, I just want to be able to do it in person to be able to actually meet somebody and make it. You know, I want to get more out of it just like the listeners want to get more out of it, to be able to sit there in front of somebody and be able to really understand where they're coming from. And if I don't understand where they're coming from, ask instead of having to be over the phone and everything's just not as friendly and as comfortable as it should be on a conversation. So sure. I, I appreciate that feedback it means a lot. Yeah. So. Awesome, man. Jared, you've been quiet. What's, what's, what's on your mind, brother? Well, well, you you've been busy talking. I have been telling us the story. Been. I have been. Yeah, since since you've been sharing stories, I'll, I'll share one too. So, I think the first match we met and I got talking to you a little bit at was probably Nine Days of Nationals. Yep. And I I was there shooting as well as working the CZ booth, so I was there for all nine days, same as you were. Yep. So we had a lot of we had a lot of downtime, and, and I know you were like, "Oh, try these, try these," and I'm like. Time of like these are the ugliest frames of the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like 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 no go. I, I I just I can't do these. <laughs> so continuing shooting in my Oakleys through the re- you know, that nationals, and then the next year we're back at Florida. I'm still shooting in my Oakleys, and I brought <laughs> an extra pair of Oakleys that were just sunglasses. Yep. And like the la- like this last day of nationals, you're finally like, well, do you have frames you like? I'll just like I can put them in there. You can try them. Yep. So so finally, I sit I sit those extra sunglasses with you. I'm like, well, what could go wrong? The frame scene or the the lenses look pretty cool. Brian's a nice guy. Like, I'll try them out. I, I don't think I've shot anything since then, but it took like a year and a half it, to get me to even consider trying. And and, and 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 I've got customer I've got customers now that have are wearing Hunter's H to go that have some of the same stories. It's like they they wait until the time is right, and I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere, so it's been a lot of fun. So. I, I think that's a huge part of your success in the sport is because I know like when I first saw you popping up at matches, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, here's this some company trying to cash in on our game or whatever. And then exactly. And it's like, you know, here we are, what, four years later and you're still around. It's like, okay, <laughs> yep. here for the long haul. Exactly. Exactly. It means a lot. I appreciate that, Jared. Thanks for sharing that. Well, yeah, four years later and his involvement is only going up every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, a lifestyle sport. And that's what I really it's become my lifestyle. And um it's taken me away from my hunting lifestyle, which is okay, but Lane Evans has taken over Triple Forks hunting while I'm gone and he's been making a lot of things happen and step up. So, you know, we everything works out for a reason. So it all got us here at the same page together. So it's pretty cool. You know, I we gotta mention this because we have some international listeners. Yes. Do you have international retailers or do you ship international? Um, I do both. The answer to that is both. On our um, Hunter's HD Gold website, there is authorized retailers and um, Caesar Shop is one. And then Shooter Supply, I'm, I don't know if that's the right name, but it's in South Africa. And I feel so bad right now. Shooters Connect, not Shooters Connection, um, Shooters something in South Africa. And there's some other retailers as well up in Canada. Um, but yes, we're in, I think I've got hundred people wearing hunters HD gold now in 21 different countries so far. I know we have, we have two listeners in 
Where are they at, Jeff? Slovenia. Not Slovenia. It wasn't Slovenia. It was. I have people message me from Slovenia. If it's Slovenia, it's probably um, what's his name who shoots PCC. He wears Hunter's HD code. I can't think of his name right now. He always comes to the states and shoots. He's a great guy. I think he was. Uh, I think. I think Jeremy was referring to our listeners from Norway, though. Yeah, Norway. We have two in Norway. So. Yep, I've got. So if you if you sell a couple sets to Norway, yep. You know where I've got people from. in Norway wearing them as well. So I, and I and I, I think a lot, I've got a lot of people that travel internationally that do a lot of trainings and stuff, and they've what you know the, the Steve Andersons and the Kita Boosies have really taken me international. I really you know thank them very much for doing that for me. It's been a huge success for me getting in other countries I can't go to right now. Well, Brian, we could we could talk to you for another hour and a half uh, <laughs> easily, um, but we have been going for about an hour and a half. So, no, I, it's it's been a pleasure to finally be able to sit down and um, and tell my story to um, people that you know want to know the differences of why I'm here and what what am I doing here and why am I here and how am I doing it and why is it doing it and just everything else. And to be able to go through a lot of those highlights of the past um, four and a half years of my life is, uh, has been wonderful to do on here. And um, there again, you know, you know, we don't get to, to see her cause she doesn't travel with me, but um, Sherry, you know, just has been behind me a hundred percent to be able to support me, what I'm doing and, and everything else. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere without, you know, her in the lab. So it's, it's, I got a lot of people on my side behind the scenes and the 17 people, that are back at the lab making lenses. I tell people all the time that 17 people actually touch each lens before it goes into the frame. So it's not just to pull something off the shelf. There's a whole manufacturing process that happens right here in Pelham, Alabama. And um, next time, you know, you're in town for carry optics nationals or anything else, you know, you can stop by and do a lab tour and see how the lenses are made. Cause it's, it's, it's definitely a episode of how it's made. Um, on acid because it's a lot more intensity and a lot more things you get to see all behind the lens of what's going on and how the lens is actually made and how the process starts and from start to finish. Cause you know, we tell people all the time that we can get lenses back to you in two or three days and that blows their mind how quick the turnaround time is. But I always tell them two or three days, as long as it passes our four points of inspection, cause we got four inspection points of process during the, and the whole thing. So if it fails any of those four points up into the very last moment where it's all put together, then we throw everything away and start over again. So it's one of those things. Once you, once you make a lens and it's wrong, you can't go back and fix it. You have to throw it away and start over again. So we got a lot of people at optical prescription lab. And I think our average tenure of all the people there now is I think nine and a half years on the tenure of the 17 people at the lab. So they've been there a long time and um, so a lot of people that are dedicated to the craft and to um, now excited to be um, involved in the shooting sports. They've got a bunch of the staff want me to take them to learn how to shoot. And I've actually got um, some targets set up inside the lab to shoot with airsoft. And I'm getting through um, through Ed White with Metal Madness Shooting Association to be able to actually train people to how to pull the trigger and stuff like that indoors during the winter while I'm home. So I'm actually going to be able to train some of my staff how to shoot and actually help them go get the concealed carry license um, here in Alabama. So I'm educating people throughout the United States to bring more information to the shooting sports and and even people that now it's staff, you know, like, Hey, I got my concealed carry, you know, can I, 
can I carry at the lab? I'm like, hell yeah, you can carry. You know, wherever you do to feel safe, you can carry anywhere you want to. So I'm able to bring that to other people now to be able to, you know, enjoy of what the Second Amendment means to me and bring that to other people and, and, and see what it really means to them as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. You 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 weren't lying about how fast they were. So I got a new set of glasses from you at Nationals. And I don't know, maybe halfway through the match, so we were probably still there for like three more days. I'm yep. pretty sure they were on my porch when I got home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of people, but there, I was there for the ROs on Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, and they I was delivering their glasses on Thursday and Friday at the range. So <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. So, okay, I got I got one more question. How how much of your your optical businesses uh how much of their business is Hunter's HD Gold now? That's a great question. And this past June, we actually stopped doing insurance for the first time since the 80s for our doctors. Now, let me tell you what that means. One, that was about 25 to 35% of our entire business at the lab was insurance. And for an example, we knew we were losing money on insurance, but it's, it's a necessary evil to have the volume coming in so you can still get the price discounts from the manufacturers of the lenses. So if we're taking in a $100,000 check from an insurance company, but it's costing us $115,000 to do the business, we just had to learn how to eat that over the years. Okay. So it was a loss, but we just had to learn how to make it up on private pay and everything else. This past June, for the first time, we actually stopped doing insurance, which was 25 to 35% of our business that now Hunter's HD Gold is now taken up and, and made. Now, that's not just Hunter's HD Gold lenses on prescription. That is people who have realized when you make prescription lenses, the biggest feedback I get on prescription is these are better than what I get from my doctor. And 80% of these people are going to Walmarts, Costco's, BJ's, where to get their lenses made. They're being made by people that don't have the quality checkpoints we have. You know, they don't have the time to check everything like we're doing. So when they get the lenses back and we're using better materials, better, you know, we're an independent lab. So all the commercials that you see on TV about optics and stuff like that, no matter what the brands are, we have at our lab. So if you see a commercial about a certain product on TV, we carry it. So, you know, it's one of those things. We're an independent lab. We carry everything from Zeiss lenses to, you know, to Shamir and Hoya and, everybody, and stuff you've never even heard of. But we can get anything you want for the best optics that are made, period. So but to answer you, what, what I mean by that is, is people that buy Hunter's HD Gold say, man, this is great. Well, we can make you regular glasses as well, just like what you're wearing, Jeremy. And you go, well, hell, these cost me 280 bucks from my doctor. And they're going, well, I can do the same thing. It's going to be wholesale, and they're going to be about 60 65% less buying them directly from me than they are going to be from your doctor because, there again, we're not having the doctor's market. We're selling wholesale direct to the public as well now. So that's a business that we didn't really start doing until COVID happened. And here's what happened with that. When COVID happened, all the ophthalmologists and all the optometrists shut down. And we were nervous because Hunter's HD Gold was good, but we ain't that good. And because we're doing 250 to 300 jobs a day at the lab. That's a lot of lenses coming through the lab every day. Yeah. And 
we're getting ready to lose 85, 80 to 75, 80% of that, like gone. And we got 17 people and Sherry's like, what are we going to do? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know. I come up with it. I said, I figured it out. We're fixing to open up to all the first responders and all the people that are working at the hospitals and let everybody know if their lenses get scratched or anything during this time, they can't go to their doctor. They can come to us directly. And I went to the chief of police in six precincts around here and seven precincts around central Alabama and went to all their and told them all, this is the service we're providing. I deemed ourselves to be a manufacturer and to be essential. Nobody ever told me I was. Nobody ever told me I had to shut down, but I became essential. And at that moment, well, Sherry goes, well, what if they're going to come shut you down? I said, well, the people that have to shut us down are the ones I just told we're going to be making lenses for. Yep. They're not going to come shut us down. We were able to stay open the entire time during the four months while the optometrists and ophthalmologists were closed because of thinking outside the box to find a way to make it happen and by the USPSA doing what they did. I put out a letter to um, all the first responders and stuff like that, and it was not in the USPSA's contract to do this, and they shared it amongst their members. We ended up making lenses for people all over the United States during this time who could not get to their doctor, who had broken their lenses and broken something on something that happened, and they were sentenced to it. And we were we could we can we can take the lens and read the prescription right off a of lens, so we don't actually have your actual. We don't actually have to have a paper prescription. We prefer one, but I can actually take that lens and read exactly what it is and duplicate it. And we did that all during COVID. And that's what opened the floodgates for us to continue to be open to wholesale directly to the public. Because now we still have police officers coming by all the time. I'm getting ready to do something um, next week with the city of Pelham. Um, I'm going to one of their range days with the city of Pelham to work with their police officers on eyewear. And I've also got Premier coming in from Atlanta, and they're going to do um, custom hearing molds, as you always see as well, for the police officers. So it's we got all kinds of things happening right now. I was supposed to be at Two Gun um, Nash, two, not Two Gun Nash, Two Gun um, Match out in Utah that just finished up. I wasn't able to go because we're getting some more stuff done to the van, a lot of other things going on, trying to get ready for 2022. So there's some matches I wasn't able to go to at the end of the year that I really wanted to go to, but I'm making it up by working with some police agencies here in central Alabama to be able to educate more people about lenses on the police force and get, get them here air pro as well through premier. So, you know, I, I never stop. And this has given me time to already start getting matches ready for, you know, 2022. I, I just did packets for first quarter of 2022. And I think I've already sponsored 50 something matches in the first quarter. So it's just wow. one of those things. So, you know, and, that, and it's not just, you know, steel challenge, USPSA precision, three gun, um, shotgun matches, you know, SAS, um, SAS um, SASP. There's so many different shooting disciplines that are out there besides the USPSA. IDPA's got a bunch of, IDPA's got a match this weekend I can't be at. So it's just so much happening all over the place. There's matches that never stop. You know, even during COVID, I hit 31 matches when everything was shut down across the United States. I could write a book wow. of traveling across the United States in a, in a pandemic because I go in some cities where you would think everything is going to be shut down and, and a soul wearing a mask. I go in some yep. cities where you think it's going to be, oh, this, uh, this should be no problem, and you can't get out of your car without a mask on. So it's amazing the stories I could tell you about driving through the United States in 2020. 
is amazing. Just crazy. Yeah. Crazy crazy. I bet so. Yeah, I bet so, that was super interesting, man. It, it really was. You know, I walked into um a long no not not longhorn. Um that other one. And that's not a big deal. I walked into a steakhouse like a longhorn. I walked in there with a mask on. They looked at me like I had the plague. And I was like, oh, my bad. I'm, I apologized. I took it off. And they said, you want to sit at the bar? I said, the bar is open too? And that was in June. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I was like going, everything else. And, and the other county over to the, to the west was shut down like a, like, a, like a plague was happening. So it just, it's amazing how it changed from city to city, even from county to county. Was just totally different experience everywhere I traveled this year in 2020. Really good stuff. Good stuff. That's awesome. Mm. Well, Brian, thank you for coming on. You're very Uh, welcome. We definitely need to have you on again. Uh, This has been like a year and a half of the making, too. I started talking with him at like 2020 Nationals. He did about getting on it. We just we weren't able to make it work last winter. Right. Things happen, and and life is happening for all of us. And it's all been a really good thing to see with everybody that's growing in the shooting sports. Jeff, I am sorry that um you know that you didn't make a bet with Jared on on knocking him out of his matches last year. So hopefully y'all can come up with some kind of bet to make him you know put some real stuff on the line. Maybe give you a good run for your money next year, Jeff. Good luck to you. I already told you I'm not shaving my beard. <laughs> we are definitely we are definitely going to be working on that uh, over this off season to figure out what that is. Uh, and and yes, yeah, Sasquatch is going to have to shave his beard. They got this loses. new beard now that just comes down the sides and then the front, and it looks like a little circle around your face. Maybe we can do that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd go for that too. Either either one would be fine. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let y'all deal with that when I'm not around because I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be around for that one. I, don't, I want to hear about it, though, because thank you, the Hit Factor podcast is like on the top of my list of ones I've always listened to to get content. And I was so proud to have um, both you both you there for um, LowCat to be able to sign the banner that I had hanging up in the lab now with the Hit Factor podcast on it. So that was a cool moment for me. So I'm a fan. I'm a, I tell you, I was, well, we appreciate I that it. very much. So, yeah, much appreciated, sir. Yeah, very appreciated. All right, well, we will... We'll catch you at the next one for I'll, sure. I'll see you at the range soon, like they all always say. So, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>